good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karagito, all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss national and local Native news and events. And as you know, Ogama, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. And as our listeners might know, this portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Hey, before we get to your news, Ogama, I just want to let everybody know we're going to have Ruth Buffalo on today, and she visited uh, Leonard Peltier this past weekend. Three days uh, she was able to go in and visit him, and I just w- we want to talk to her about the experience. So it's a huge show today, Ogama, and we're going to start out with some huge news. Take it away. You know, I don't really have huge news today. Um, it's fairly quiet um, in Indian it's country. Snowed 13 inches here. <laughs> yeah, it's snowed 13 inches in the Twin Cities. It's snowed about 6 to 8 inches where I'm at here. Um, but, you know, we are coming up on the uh, anniversary here of a pretty important uh, Line 3 event, Robert. And uh, yeah. we were talking a little bit about that earlier today. Um, there's an event that's going to be happening uh, next Monday on January 9th on the anniversary of the Rally for the Rivers uh, from January 9th, uh, 2022, I believe. Um, Winona LaDuc and other water, or 2020, sorry, two year anniversary, 2021. Excuse me, from January 2021, because it's already been two years since Line 3 construction started, Robert. Holy moly, hey, I didn't even we- really realize that. Should we start start the show over again? No, I don't know. Like it's been two years. I I think I just can't really wrap my head around that. Uh, But on Native Roots Radio at uh, 12 to 1 p.m. on Monday, January 9th, there's going to be a rally for the Rivers reunion uh, live on social media. Winona LaDuke and other water protectors are going to be rallying for the rivers again on the two-year anniversary of one of the largest stop line three actions in Aiken County, Minnesota. It will be virtually broadcast on Native Roots Radio and Facebook Live, and you'll be able to hear from legal representatives and defendants facing charges against related to line three and from citizen science monitors who are documenting ongoing damage to the rivers and the aquifers. This is in partnership with Native Roots Radio and Honor the Earth. Really excited about this event and uh, to kind of touch base on, on, on what happened. You know, again, at that event, there were so many events that happened uh, surrounding Line 3. And, um, you know, it's just really good to see that we're not forgetting those people, you know, that put, in some cases, you know, their lives on the line in Aiken and other counties in Minnesota. Police had used uh, pain and other torture tactics uh, to try to subdue water protectors into uh, complying with them um, on treaty territory. And it's it's just amazing to me how many people are still now two years later facing charges for that, including Winona LaDuke, Robert. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, I'm excited to have this. We haven't had Winona on a while in a while and, uh, she's excited to, uh, let speak her truth. And, and it's always, uh, very informative and enjoyable. And, uh, the other guests that she's going to have lined up too, Ogama. Yes, absolutely. And it's it's really going to be a fun event and uh, you'll be able to catch it at noon on the live stream and you'll also be able to catch parts of it in our evening show next Monday on the 9th as well. So there's two ways to catch to tune in and um, watch what's happening with that and to get um, get caught up. You know, I mean, if you weren't aware about line three during the construction or what is happening with it um, now, you can get caught up on what's going on. And it is 
it's important that everybody in Minnesota, allies and indigenous people alike, are aware of the ongoing issues that are happening, ongoing disruptions and permanent damage that's been done to the water and land here in Minnesota as a result of the Line 3 construction. Because our neighbors who might be listening to us over in Wisconsin are going to be facing those same kind of problems when it comes to Line 5 crossing through the northern part of Wisconsin across indigenous land, of course. Um, I do believe that it's been uh, possibly rerouted um, off of the indigenous land, but that still doesn't protect the uh, water or land. And, you know, the ongoing illegal continuation of Line 5 underneath the Straits of Mackinac in Michigan, uh, Governor Whitmer in Michigan had ordered uh, in 2019, I believe, uh, Line 5 to shut down um, right. under the Straits of Mackinac in Michigan, and they have uh, refused to do that. And I believe it's still awaiting um, a hearing in federal court about whether or not the governor within the boundaries of its own of their own state um, has has the authority to make that that claim, which is funny when um you know, a governor were to do that in case of an emergency, nobody would question it. But when it comes to corporate interests, then suddenly it must be questioned in federal court. Right, Robert? Well, not only that, and what I was thinking too, Ogamo, as you were speaking, is that uh, in a big surprise during the midterms, uh, now Michigan is a trifecta, uh, just like Minnesota. We're proud about Minnesota and our uh, Democrats that we can push more to a uh, progressive side now as opposed to the republicans who are for nothing um as we can see with the vote the they've had six votes i don't know if you've been uh, on top of that but um they, we still don't have a speaker of the house so uh, poor republicans are fighting so uh it's a it's a record right. it hasn't been like that since 1923 so huh yeah, you know, those are the kind of records we really hope that uh, the people who have been sent to the legislature, uh, you know, really don't set for us. You know, we would like this type of bickering uh, to end and people to actually be working for the people uh, and the constituents that voted for them uh, to do what they need, what their constituents need, not what the uh, legislators need but that doesn't seem to be the case and you know it gets crazier every year you know I thought it couldn't get any crazier than Donald Trump getting elected but you know clearly clearly it gets crazier than that well he's even uh, spoke up today and said that he uh, wants them to uh, vote for uh, this cat and uh, to get it over with uh, you're making a fool of everyone so he even is trying to step in and those uh Ultra, ultra right Republicans are not having it. So uh, we no. we are just sitting here. And the only bummer is too, Ogma, is that everybody's in there, family's in there to see their 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 family get uh, sworn in. And you have to have the speaker swear them in unless uh, they do something different really, really quick. So Right. They, and then, yeah, it's, like it's going to be interesting here, to see what happens. Like Nina said here, they can't really do anything until they get a speaker of the house. So, you know, mm -hmm. that's absolutely right. So you're right. They're uh, slowing things down and it's uh, ridiculous, but it's par for the course. I just got to say, I saw a video uh, pre uh, Trump of, uh, of uh, Clinton and the Bushes talking on how much they work together uh, and how they respected each other. And it was really mind blowing because I do remember that. Uh, and how things have just changed in less than nine years, Ogrima. Yeah, I yeah, I I'm 100% with you there. And you know, as somebody that uh, grew up under Clinton and then uh, watched Obama come in and uh, had to live through George W. and the oh. war on terror and all of those things, I am uh, right there with you that in a short period of time, there's just been a lot of I don't know what you want to call it uh, decay. Uh, happening within the legislative system in the U.S. But um, we're running short on time, and I just wanted to uh, make another quick note here. You know, in the note, we were talking about progressiveness. Um, and this just came through from uh, scoop.me, which is, of course, a progressive news agency. But they translated an article from German. Um, and in Finland, the number of homeless people has fallen sharply because they have a housing first concept, meaning mm. those affected by homelessness receive a small apartment and counseling without any preconditions. And now four out of five people are able to make their way back to a stable life. And this costs their country less than accepting homelessness. So these types of things that uh, the legislature fights about, whether or not they can be done 
and whether or not that funding exists, they can be done. They're being done in other places of the world and the excuses need to stop. Absolutely. Hey, exciting show. The rest of the way, we got Ruth Buffalo on. We're going to be talking about Leonard Peltier. Stay with us. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Take care of your community by joining Metro Transit's Adopt-A-Stop program. Show your community pride by adopting a transit stop. Join us in helping keep the stop and your neighborhood beautiful and report any maintenance needs to us. We'll put a sign at the stop recognizing your efforts, plus you'll get 10 free rides every month. Get details at metrotransit.org adopt. That's metrotransit.org adopt. If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by. Stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to Minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org. mnsure.org. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, everybody. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're always excited to see uh, Ruth Buffalo and... um, Really excited today to, uh, uh, in a, in a good way, to talk to Ruth of what she uh, did this past weekend, and um, I really uh, want to get right into it right away. Ruth, thank you so much for being on, and uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about uh, uh, Leonard and a little background for people that don't know all over uh, uh, civic media and all over uh, the radio stations we're on all over the country. Yeah. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Sound great. Oh, awesome. I'm trying this new little microphone thing out. So it I was sounds like, good. Oh, okay. Good. Awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm definitely not an expert on, you know, the, <clears throat> I feel like, you know, someone else should be talking about Leonard because, you know, I just, I feel very new to, to the movement of trying to get Leonard free. Um, so I can only share, you know, what, what I know, so I ask for forgiveness ahead of time if I misspeak or misquote something because there's so much um, there to to unpack with with his entire case. But um, Leonard is uh, an enrolled citizen of the Turtle Mountain um, Band of Chippewa Indians, and um, his dad um, is from Turtle Mountain, and his mom is from the Spirit Lake Nation. Um, both of those tribal nations are located in what is present-day North Dakota. Um, so they're one of five tribal nations here in North Dakota. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just open with that for starters. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Leonard is was a part of AIM, the American Indian Movement, in the beginning. But even prior to uh, AIM, he was a activist, and he was for his people, and always has been for his people. Fast forward to 1975, and there was uh, a shootout, and uh, and there was two FBI agents that were murdered, and uh, Leonard was 
the quick, fast way, Leonard was uh, convicted uh, of uh, aiding and abetting two mm -hmm. people that supposedly murdered uh, these two uh, FBI agents in 1975. And uh, we've been fighting this ever since. Oh, the <laughs> little chihuahua. We've been fighting this ever mm -hmm. since. Um, there's been a lot of zigs and zags with Leonard, um, you know, going to Canada, uh, being brought back to the United States for trial. And uh, mm -hmm. he even escaped prison. Um in 1979 and and now he's you know been asked by many people there's a documentary that came out way back in 1992 ruth with uh paul newman put out uh incident in ogala and that shows that uh, the this, this whole thing was a setup and really to quiet down the american indian movement in a lot of different ways ruth and i i don't know i'm a novice too so i uh, when when uh, Leonard called me, I was like probably the worst interviewer in the world. I was just so awestruck, you know. It's like, hey, how are things, you know? Um, yeah. And and it's so it, I can't imagine seeing him face to face, which you had the opportunity to do last weekend. Yes, I, I wore this shirt to the first on the first visit um, to see him, um, and so yeah, it. I was able to visit him for three consecutive days um, this past uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, Saturday, Sunday from like 10 to 3 and then uh, Monday 10 a.m. or excuse me, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, and it was really an emotional experience. Um, but many of us are not new, unfortunately, to having or knowing understanding. Um, what it's like to have a loved one incarcerated uh, in federal prison. Um, but I did share with him, like, I have a slight, tiny bit of understanding, but nothing, you know, to the magnitude of what um, he's experiencing in there. You know, he shared that, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what he's experiencing, what it's like to be in there. You know, he's shared now that he has a, a, a cellmate, you know, someone who is in his mate, in his, cell with him and it's a very small space you know it's about he said about this this big of a space um and he's got only half of it like to navigate through uh they've been on lockdown a few times at coleman one um it's a federal prison it's a maximum security it's located in sumter florida so it's about 40 48 miles west of orlando um and they go on lockdown for various reasons, um, including staff shortages. Um, and so it basically, it keeps them in confinement. You know, they can't leave their cell in a very tiny crowded space. And now he has a, a cellmate in his cell, wow. which he didn't have before. Yeah. Ruth, Ruth, were you able to take notes and have a pen and paper or did you have to, re well, <laughs> I'd be terrible at this then. I would. I would yeah. I would <laughs> Yeah, that's the, I'm, you know, it's such a huge, um, I feel, <clears throat> you know, going to visit him, I, um, yeah, I didn't get to take anything in with me. So I'm hoping that I retain all of the information that he shared because it was a lot of information. So thankfully, I was able to visit with him for three consecutive days. So I would come back and, you know, ask questions about things if I didn't understand some of it. But um but yeah, and then just verbally repeating it out loud, some of the stuff he shared with me, but clear, clear constitutional violations um, that there's no way he should be in there uh, serving time. He shared that he has served five life sentences um, and it was only supposed to be, I think, eight years and eight months when he went in. Um, mm. And right now he's 78 years old. Uh, so I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he went in, he got uh, in first incarcerated uh, in 1976, February. Right. Um, and so if he did the math correctly, he would have been 31 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, seeing him, though, really, he reminds me of um, my uncles, you know, mm -hmm. same, sort of the same era. Um, long hair, glasses, but uh, very humble, very sweet, very kind, uh, 
wicked sense of humor, very witty, but um, he needs to needs to get up, be out of there. There's just no question about it. He needs to be with his his loved ones, his family, and and back in the Turtle Mountains, North Dakota. You know, Ruth, Ruth, when I talked to him, I was really happily surprised that two things that he was very sharp. He knows what's going on for a 78 year old, you know, especially a native. You're not, it, that's not always the case. And number two, uh, he was very on top of current events. And I should pop in number three, too, that he really had a lot of great things to say about you. And I'm glad that, you know, I just saw it on Facebook that, that you were there and, and you did a, a live uh, Facebook uh, after seeing him. And I was just going, oh my gosh, that's so, so awesome because I know how much. Uh, he respects you, and so that that those are the three things I know. And just by talking to him in a short time, that he's still really sharp and he's still clear about what's going on and what's going on across the world. Yeah, definitely. Even with the uh, recent presidential, uh, the new presidential election, or the uh, in Brazil, he was aware of that as well, and of the vice president being a woman of color, um, and that he had even met. Evo Morales back in the day. And, you know, he said, yeah, he was just a union guy, you know? <laughs> so um, it's really, um, it's, it's, there's just no, um, no doubt in my mind that he should not, he should be back here in North Dakota. Um, and we hope that that happens, you know, before he's terminally ill, you know, he had shared that, he hopes that they don't just wait till he gets terminally ill and then sends him back for the last two days of his life, you know? So we, we're hoping that, so we do definitely need to continue putting pressure um, from where you're at, you know, whether it's a Facebook share or a like of, you know, urging President Biden to grant clemency, whether it's contacting your congressional delegation, your U United States House of Representatives or your U.S. Senators um, and, and asking them to urge President Biden for for clemency for for Leonard because there are clear constitutional violations. Um, you know the UN has issued a report um, say, stating that he needs to be released and also compensated um, for time served, years of life lost. You know, so um, there's so much to unpack there. But yeah. Well, imagine uh, the people listening to us all over uh, Turtle Turtle Mountain here, and we have a lot of. Uh, a white supporters out there, but so imagine if Leonard was uh, released, it would be uh, Mandela-like for us natives. Um, it really would be uh, a huge, huge, huge celebration um, all over Turtle Island. Um, and, you know, we deserve that. We deserve Leonard being um, released and um, so, you know, I, I guess we, I, I, in the next segment, I just want to talk a little bit because we only got about a minute left, Ruth, but I saw that you, and I know I was very uh, disappointed in the January, uh, January 1st, the New Year, uh, uh, Biden's uh, pardons that uh, I was, we didn't see Leonard's name on there. And there's a big push out there. There's people, there's there's FBI agents now signing letters and sending it to the president. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that for another segment, if you don't mind, Ruth. Sure. All right, excellent. Hey, we're with Ruth Buffalo here, and we're talking uh, about her visit with uh, Leonard Peltier. And we'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Take care of your community by joining Metro Transit's Adopt-A-Stop program. Show your community pride by adopting a transit stop. Join us in helping keep the stop and your neighborhood beautiful and report any maintenance needs to us. 
We'll put a sign at the stop recognizing your efforts, plus you'll get 10 free rides every month. Get details at metrotransit.org slash adopt. That's metrotransit.org slash adopt. This is Santita Jackson, Minneapolis, St. Paul. I couldn't be more excited about starting our days together, Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 a.m. Central, on the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Hi, Matt McNeil here. For the last two years, AM 950 has been so grateful with all the members who've signed up to support the radio station. And as a thank you, we've sent out the AM 950 calendars. Well, for 2023, get ready for even more thank yous. The AM 950 2023 calendar is ready to go, featuring photos I took around Minnesota. Members who sign up with a one-time $50 membership or a recurring monthly membership of $10 will be helping to support the largest progressive radio station in the state. And as a thank you, we'll send you the 2023 calendar. Brand new this year is the AM 950 National Parks poster. The poster features photos I took of the national parks in various locations in Utah, Arizona, and Colorado this year. If you help support AM950 by becoming a member with a one-time $99.50 donation or a recurring $25 per month donation, AM950 will send the poster and the calendar as a thank you. Help AM950 keep broadcasting the powerhouse progressive lineup you love and help keep Minnesota blue. Go to am950radio.com to sign up as a member and thank you so much for supporting AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news, the energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style and owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design. People often ask me, why Habitation for my home? Well, I could give you hundreds of reasons. I could talk about the extensive collection of furnishing suppliers or our exceptionally talented design team. I could talk about service. But the truth is, Habitation clients come back room after room and home after home, and that speaks volumes. Habitation, put some drama into your interiors. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for cloudy skies tonight with a low around 22, Thursday partly cloudy with a high near 24, and Friday sunny with a high around 19. Hazel's Northeast has some of the most creatively prepared comfort food you'll find for any meal of the day. Favorites include the drunken banana French toast, buttermilk fried chicken sandwich, and Swedish meatballs. Open Tuesdays through Saturdays from 8 to 8 with a Sunday brunch from 8 until 2. Located off 29th and Johnson, more at hazelsnetogo.com. This is Winona LaDuke of Honor the Earth, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. I'm awake. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. If you need health insurance but don't know where to start, go to Minsure.org as they have free experts that can help you through the process and save you money. Again, that's Minsure at MNsure.org. Hey, thank you, Ogama. Hey, this is Native Roots Radio, uh, and we're here with Ruth Buffalo. And Ruth had an opportunity to, to visit with Leonard Peltier this past weekend. And I just wanted to say uh, he not only gets around and knows what's going on, I know there was a letter written, written that was read in D.C. Uh, with the Leonard Peltier walk, uh, which started here in Minnesota and ended up in Washington, D.C. But also I was at the 38 plus 2 uh uh, horse uh, uh, event down in Mankato, Minnesota, and there was a letter also uh, from Leonard Peltier that somebody wrote, and then I got a copy, and I was able to read over the show the the next day. Um, he's still involved. It's it's uh, it, it's it's not crazy. It's awesome. I mean that he's still plugged in and hasn't give up given up, Ruth. Yeah, he is very knowledgeable, and um, like I mentioned earlier, he's got really good sense of humor and um, 
you could just tell right away like how much he loves um, everyone, you know, all mankind. But he, um, yeah, it's just I feel so. I still am like processing everything because I just got back yesterday morning. But um, I, I spoke to him this morning and then last night. Um, but yeah, he is a fighter and he hasn't given up and he is really inspiring. You know, I, I think of the movie, um, the, the series uh, Res Dogs and the scene yeah. from uh, the prison and how the young lady, um, she's one of our favorite favorites in the movie, one of the favorite characters, but um, how she was kind of getting, she was getting counseled, you know, and supported from um, her loved one in there and definitely had that vibe from our relative Leonard Peltier. Um, just so much strength and so much um, perseverance and, and love, like love, kindness, gentleness, and um, just really inspiring. Um, and of course, it's not, um, I don't take this visit lightly um, because it's such a big um, responsibility, I would say, to make sure that I am, you know, doing my part Uh my my um, carrying through with my responsibility and trying to help get him free because you know when he's free like they say we're all free not mm -hmm. just Native Americans but all people uh, who have been wrongfully incarcerated and and this is a, unfortunately nothing new as he says um, it, this has been going on for 200 plus years it's nothing new um, the cracks within the system the injustices the the bias, the the racism from the courts to the lawyers to, um, you know, there's so much, so much there, but so much work that needs to be done. And, uh, you know, the grassroots people have been at the heart of the movement to get him free, uh, fighting for Leonard's freedom. And so I just wanted to um, make sure that I mention our grassroots people who have been uh, there since day one uh, and who haven't given up. Exactly. Ruth, can you describe, and I know you described where his cell, and especially now he has a roommate in that small confinement, but what is, what is a day in the life for Leonard now? Because he's in solitary. It isn't like uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, where he was able to paint, write, or is he able to do that? Or it, what is he able to do now? Just recently, um, he shared that this morning that he just now got back into the art room. So he just now gained access to the art room. Um, so he sounds pretty excited about that uh, because, you know, they were in lockdown for at least two weeks um, and they, they go into lockdown randomly. And again, if there's staffing shortages, they they put them in lock the put the the inmates uh incarcerated relatives into lockdown and confined to their cells. Um, but he just said that this morning, he just got access to the art room and that's what has really helped him throughout his time in there. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was, um, it, yeah, I just, I still am processing everything, but it, it just so much there. Um, and it's amazing how, um, cause I love art, you know, I'm, I'm drawn to art. I love mm -hmm. looking at beautiful artwork. It, it does, it's so uplifting and healing and, you know, I'm not an artist. I mean, I just do like a stick man or a stick woman, <laughs> and, but you know, I have a daughter that's an, a young budding artist and, um, but to just kind of make the connections like, Hey, we, you know, um, of like how, how healing, um, art is. And so I'm really thankful to hear that he's, able to get back into the art room. Do you know for how long a day or is it uh, every other day? Is it a couple hours? Do you even know? I, I'm just curious about the day in yeah. life. Yeah. And so what, what is one of the things that uh, Leonard talked to you that really hit you and struck you? Uh, what's like on the top of your, your head that, that uh, I know he has a daughter that has never seen him free. Um, you know, that she was in on the walk and, um, those things must just lay heavy on him. And, but he sounded really positive with your, uh, with your visits. Yeah. Um, he mentioned, you know, having, um, 
lots of loved ones that want to come see him. And so I offered, you know, especially grandchildren and great grandchildren he talked about as well. Um, and I had mentioned, you know, well, maybe we can help, you know, raise some funds to get your grandchildren to come see you. And, and his response was, you know, he'd rather have them come see him when he's closer, located closer in the region. So um, he definitely wants to, to get out of there. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he has been in Coleman One, uh, which is maximum security federal prison in uh, Sumterville, Florida for 20 years. Wow. Um, so when I, talked to Len when, I, when I talked to Leonard, uh, he said the best thing to do is send letters to the president. Um, you know, uh, what has he uh, wavered from that? Is there an or is that our action or call to action with people listening? No, definitely continue to call and, and email and put pressure on our president, Joe Biden. Um, that's so important. Um, he wants us to be more direct in asking for his freedom um, by focusing on specifically the different constitutional violations. Um, there's so much, like I mentioned there, um, but yeah, I, I was um, in tears a few times when he would share uh, the the um, the injustices within his case. You know, it definitely needs to be investigated. Uh, there are so much. Um, there's so much there. So much violations, and so even if there were a con congressional hearing um, to further investigate his case, um, mm. they would see the facts and they would see that he should be a free man today. Ruth, can you, uh, with uh, forgive my ignorance, can you set up how you met him? Is it uh, like TV? Is there a screen between you? Was it an open space? What, what was, how was the venue? Um, it's just this big, wide open space. It kind of reminds me reminded me of like the old, um, like the old Greyhound bus stations, like here in Fargo. There was like an old, used to be an old one, but um, how the seats were. So you could, uh, we were in the, they have you know in the area, in the visiting area space like non contact, no contact uh, rooms, like three of them, and then two conference rooms too. But uh, we were all out in the open space, so um, so yeah. But you still have to. It's like you're sitting six feet apart, um, and there's a little um, coffee table in between, you know, where you both can like eat and share a meal from mm -hmm. the, the the frozen microwave uh, vending machines, um, which are really expensive too, like six dollars for a a microwavable hamburger, and you know, two dollars for soda or um, water and $2 for pastries and things, but um, wide open space there. Um, but it got really loud in there. You know, at one time I tried to like count, there's at least like 20 inmates in there on the first day, which was Saturday. Um, but it gets really loud in there and you're sitting so far apart. So a lot of times I was sitting at the edge of my seat, leaning over, you know, to, to hear him, but um so yeah, that's kind of the setup of the place. It's you're you're wide open, you're spaced out, but you still have another inmate or family member from another incarcerated individual about arm's length away from you, if not a little bit closer. So, so it was almost like the setup of reservation dogs, uh, the way they the, it was almost like that. Except uh, I don't think they had people as close as you did. Uh, no, a, and no tables, you know, no, like, a, it was just a tiny little circle, circular coffee table in mm -hmm. between you and the incarcerated individual. Well, I, you know, I really appreciate you coming on so early, too, uh, and uh, while you're still processing this. Uh, we got a couple minutes. Is there anything that you want to leave our listening audience with? Um, uh, we know we want we want letters, uh, we want prayers, but we also want action, and action is letters and reaching out to uh, your senator. Uh, you know, what 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 do you want to leave with our audience, uh, Ruth? To you know, definitely keep Leonard in prayer. Um, 
and to continue, even if you were to send him letters, but all is good too, I think, in my opinion, um, some encouragement, uh, but also for sure putting pressure on President Joe Biden, uh, even if you want to take it a step further and put pressure on uh, whichever state you reside in, put pressure on your U.S. senators, your U.S. House, um, you know, Congress, congressional delegation, uh, just continue to put pressure on. It's so, so important. Um, and also to really stress the many violations that are found within his case. Uh, why hasn't this been investigated yet? You know, why hasn't there been a congressional hearing yet? You know, so there's so much more work that needs to be done. But yes, definitely calling and putting pressure on President Joe Biden is important. Well, again, thank you so, so much. This has uh, uh, been a huge show for me. And uh, I'm so happy that you could share with our audience your experience with Leonard Peltier. And as you know, at the end of the show, we always say free Leonard Peltier now. Um, so I appreciate that connection. And I appreciate everything you do, Ruth, for our people. No problem. Just trying to help where I can. Um, so thank you for the invite. And always good to see both of you. Mods right, on. right on. And we'll uh, we'll be uh, reaching out again soon. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, you've been listening to Ruth Buffalo and her conversation with Leonard Peltier. Free Leonard Peltier now. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to Minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's MNSure.org. MNSure.org. We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And and some of us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at the Minnesota State Capitol. You can sign up on Howling for Wolves event page. Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey everybody, this portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's uh, the highlight of my day, so that's the kind of days I have, Ogama. <laughs> well, you know, I think for most people, I think for most people, the highlight of their day would probably be howling. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, I oh, I was I read something recently that said uh, for the new year, instead of kissing somebody, we should all just collectively scream. And I uh, really felt that, and I think the howling like touches on that just a little bit. Yeah, well, we used to call it primal screams in the seventies. That was therapy, and uh, 
you would have yes. uh, a pillow and scream very loud into the pillow to get all that bad stuff out of you. <laughs> oh yeah yeah that definitely seems like something that uh that needs to happen for me lately you know <laughs> this uh we've been talking a little bit in the beginning of the show about uh stop line three actions that happened in aiken county minnesota two years ago now uh at the rally for the rivers um and you know with the ongoing damage to the rivers and the aquifers uh here in minnesota it's just it, it makes me want to uh, do that therapeutic screaming you're talking about, Robert. It's uh, beyond infuriating. Yeah, and uh, let's just uh, swing back for just a second before we get into that and just uh, uh, talk a little bit about Ruth and what she went through. I can't imagine, and you know how I am, Ogama, with working together for over three years. I would need, at the very least, a pen and paper because I'd be so overwhelmed uh, talking to Leonard and remembering everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there would have to be some other, like, I don't know if you could build mnemonic devices while you're in there or something. I, It would be really hard to not be able to um, take notes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was interesting that you brought up. It was kind of like uh, that scene with, uh, uh, what what's her name in Reservation Dogs with her aunt? Um, shoot, I can't think of her name, but that was one of the heaviest... Uh, uh, shows on reservation dogs uh, because basically she was telling her that you know what to do and all your ancestors are behind you um, and helping you and supporting you and loving you and mm -hmm. um, that's kind of the vibe she said she was getting from Leonard right and I mean there must be something to that because for somebody to have survived 45 years and eight months in those in that type of situation in the last 20 years in a tiny cell in a federal prison, the level of faith and reliance on that spirit of our ancestors has to be so strong with him. Yeah. I can't imagine. Um, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and it's kind of funny too, how you brought up, uh, uh, line three in our, in our fight with line three and, and all the, Atro atro atrocities that have happened all the way from you know Standing Rock and then what you were uh, working with up north too years ago with the protests but now we have cell phones and live video streams and uh, um, uh, people are knowing a little more what's going on and uh, backing up a little bit uh, you know uh, having you know uh Dallas Goldtooth at Standing Rock was so important for me to know what was going on and what was happening or was it safe to go that weekend and um Leonard didn't have any of that right and you know a lot of people i think didn't have access to that you know during the infancy of the American Indian movement and into you know its heydays and we are really blessed to have that technology uh, to back us up. But, you know, even in spite of all of that technology, uh, you know, following the murder of George Floyd and uh, the subsequent rallies that happened afterward and the police brutality and all that, even with all that technology, it still cannot save us from the states and the federal government and what they seem to uh, be so afraid of with us as uh, people who are standing for what's right. Yeah, and it's interesting you bring up uh, George Floyd too because I've I've mentioned this too in the past on the show, and it's uh, the police officers that were aiding and abetting and were convicted of aiding and abetting are getting two to three years, and mm -hmm. Leonard Peltier is in there for forty-seven years. Right, exactly, and you know, I I completely stand on the point that Leonard Peltier is a political prisoner, and he is been in prison to make a point to they they don't want to release him because um it would it would allow us some sort of victory you know and they want to keep us down they they don't want us to feel that level of empowerment and um joy and freedom at having somebody re like Leonard Peltier released you know that that is such a great point and I think if people don't believe it they need to look at no far, farther back than Line 3, Standing Rock, the Uranian in the Black Hills where police turn into militarized uh, 
I mean, you, just even back up to uh, Wounded Knee, there was a whole mm-hmm. military uh, outside of Wounded Knee uh, ready to come in. And thank goodness uh, President Nixon was dealing with being impeached in Watergate, or maybe all hell would have broke loose uh, at Wounded Knee. Um, there would have been more yeah. fatalities. Absolutely. And, you know, in line three, too, there was so much media coverage and things that were happening that I think that after George Floyd, uh, the state of Minnesota was really reluctant to have those types of uh, uh, police brutalities happening in large scale again. And I think, um, unfortunately, that that was something that um, offered us a little bit of a protection as we were covering and um you know, talking about line three and dealing with the police with that. But I mean, the police and the DNR and um, Aiken County Sheriff right now is dealing with a case of uh, corruption from the sheriff there, Dan Gouda, uh, who used his uh, position to abuse water protectors and accepted money for those positions, as well as, you know, they're making Winona LeDuc uh, an example as well. They've dropped charges for hundreds of other water protectors and they refuse to drop charges for Winona LeDuc. Oh, you know, great po- point too. And uh, the the scale of justice is uh, never really been on our side or our allies' side, uh, or the people on the right side. But history will show, you know, who's on the right side of this. And uh, you know, Minneapolis, uh, if you remember, got rid of, or I should say, Hennepin County got rid of a uh, uh, Indian fighter uh, sheriff, and we brought in, and with the Indian vote, we brought in a new person. Um, but that's that's real. That's many years, and hopefully, these people are going away and dying out. And um, but we still have a lot, a lot of other people to deal with that uh, are Indian fighters and don't think of us as human beings. And uh, you know that's why we deal with our MMIW and MII. I are thing daily. Um, so Ogama, great show. Uh, you know, Ruth was awesome. We could feel the emotion over the air airwaves and uh, we're excited to support Winona uh, this coming week too and we'll have more about that in the next few days. Absolutely looking forward to it. All right, hey, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance. From Chief Plenty Coops, the ground on which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office. You've been listening to Native Roots Radio. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier now. Wajile, Wajile.